and Condon. Ken Miller. Trent Condon. Miller and Condon on 1460 KXNO. And now on 106.3 FM. All right, good morning, everybody, and welcome in. Miller and Condon here on a Monday, Des Moines Sports Station, 106.3 KXNO. It's Trent Condon and Ken Miller. We're going to talk sports with you for the next couple of hours, and we appreciate you spending some of that time here with us. BMW of Des Moines guest list looks like this. Bottom of the hour, give or take a couple of minutes. Our friend Scott Dockerman from The Athletic. We will recap Iowa's win over Minnesota. Look ahead to Illinois this week. Maybe some basketball. Um, probably not. Uh Anything you caught your attention from? Well, you were busy on Friday night. You probably didn't see the Kansas City game. I didn't either. Big Ten, uh, BTN Plus either. Anyways, a lot of football coming up with Doc. Uh, And then we will head to Las Vegas, Circus Sports. They have that radio real estate at 1050 every Monday. Jeff Benson on uh, how the books did and the latest on Circus Sports, who had a $1 million Wheel of Fortune jackpot slot machine winner yesterday. I saw that. Did you see that? Oh, my gosh. You ever play the slots? Yeah. Do you? I do. What a waste of time. Yeah. You get a kick out of it every once in a while. Mindless. Never win. Yeah, it is. Well, I, simply I do plenty of mindless things. <laughs> yeah. Anyways, uh, so Jeff Benson will join us from Circuit at 1050. Bama Bob Trent and I will kick off our number two, going around the world of college football. And then Michael Swain, who covers Iowa State, 24-7 sports, cyclonealert.com. We will talk a lot of basketball with Michael Swain. Now maybe a little football sprinkled in as well. Six and four. Yeah, it's a, Trent. It's there's no sugarcoating what the season has been like in Ames football wise. It is an utter disappointment. Uh, just some and look at there's you can understand why so many people picked them, myself included. I mean, everybody was back. Everybody, everybody was, was back, back. from everybody. a nine and three team, right? That lost to Louisiana by seventeen. Mm-hmm. That beat. I don't know, the worst participant in a New Year's Six game? Yeah, I don't care about that. They, they won a New Year's Six Bowl. Uh, it was historic for them, but they had everybody back. And, um, you know, they just didn't... Look, where's the secondary? What happened to the secondary? Especially the cornerbacks. Oh, my God, just dreadful. Yeah. Dreadful. Against yeah. a backup quarterback, really a third-team quarterback. You're 100% right. This was the third-team quarterback. And, and he, he was... Looked like Patrick Mahomes. And a couple of weeks ago, Daggy had the best game of his career. Yeah. Best game of his career. Let's do the good before we do the bad. Let's get into the Hawks uh, from their from their win over Minnesota. Um, look, it was it was an Iowa win, right? Yes. It, it, it's a disappointing part of it was Tracy still lipping off. Mm-hmm. You know, I mean, I get it. And you're disappointed that your playing time has gone away, but um, you've been passed by on the depth chart. Yeah. Arlen Bruce is a playmaker. It absolutely is. And Keegan Johnson is your number one. And how about that? That there. touchdown he scored, Trent. Yeah. Come on. Now, got to be more consistent with the hands. That's true. A couple of drops in the yes, game. Yes, he did. Iowa has their quarterback. Yes, they do. Right? Yes. But listening on the he way home. He can move around, Trent. Oh, That's yes. the difference in this. It completely changes what yes. they can do offensively. Look, the numbers don't wow you by any means, but that was his first start. Throws for 206 yards. Mm-hmm. Two touchdowns. That's just it. How many picks, Trent? That would be a great big goose egg. Now, there were two drop picks. Well, but true. That's going to happen with a lot of uh-huh. quarterbacks. And you can play that argument game all yep. that you want. Ultimately, they got the win. Yep. There's things to be concerned about, certainly. Clock management again <laughs> yeah. from Ferentz. But mm-hmm. that aside, they have their quarterback. Yet, 
listening on the way home. Oh no, you are you kidding me? Oh yeah. It's oh boy. It's still a question in some people's mind. I don't know how you can watch that performance I, on Saturday I don't either. and walk away saying, mm-hmm. Well, it's still Spencer Petrus's mm-hmm. job. Are you are you joking? No. It's you, not close. You can't be. It is Again, not close. You know the teammates, Trent. The the, the team, the the they know who the quarterback should be. Absolutely, the coaches should know who the quarterback should be. Um, I'll be surprised. Is he just doing that? Because look, if Petrus was a a great teammate all week. <laughs> Keegan Johnson went out of his way to point that out. He, of course, Padilla likewise. Yes, but Keegan Johnson pointed it out, and it was unprompted. It wasn't it was his first response to a yes. question that wasn't about the quarterback. He said, "I wanted to say this," mm-hmm. and he talked about what he did this week. But I don't think it's even a starter. I don't even think it should be a conversation piece yet. I was incredibly surprised <laughs> listening to both post both post-game shows on Saturday night, and that was a conversation mm-hmm. piece about who was going to be the quarterback if Petras is healthy. There's there's no doubt about it. My question is, how can you watch Padilla, who is really good in one of the open practices, not as good in the other, but how can you watch that guy knowing that you're going to have struggles with your offensive line mm-hmm. and say, oh, it's not even close. How do we come off that Nate Stanley final game against USC and they just hand the job? That was still the most shocking thing to me. Is it was not an open competition. Mm-hmm. It was Spencer Petrus is our guy, mm-hmm. and it's not even close. How does that happen? And I because that's it, so different than the fairness. That's true, and it carried over to this year, too. Yes. I mean, you and I had this conversation about this time last year that this is going to be an open competition in spring. We got, we got um, you know, corrected on Twitter. Mm-hmm. No, it's not, guys. You know better than to say that. It's going to be, it's, it's going to be Petrus's job. There's not going to be an open competition. And if there was, how did Petrus beat? I mean, I don't know, Trent, what they saw early in the year. I really don't. What I saw with my own two eyes at Northwestern, and then again this week, is a quarterback who presents a whole different skill set. And you hit the nail on the head. With that challenged offensive line, you've got to provide a guy that can run around and not as going, and isn't going to be exactly where you know he's going to be, because that's Petrus's MO. I understand that Ferentz, has a lot in Petrus. That that's a guy that he respects. He likes how he commands now look the team. Look at the two guys that could have been there in his place. Absolutely, right? yeah. They had an opportunity for Zach a guy Wilson that was and, the, and Trey Lance. The what third and fourth picks, second and third, second and third picks in the NFL draft. Right. They had opportunities for those guys. They like Petrus more, but Petrus signed yep. fast. Yeah, he signed first. Yep. And then off Wilson went to BYU, and yeah. he was packing his bags to come to Iowa yes. City, and Petrus committed. Uh huh. And just like that, well, we don't need anybody else. Mm-hmm. That's a couple. Of, that, I mean, Trey that's Lance an, took a turn to the north and off he went to Fargo. That's a pretty big indictment of Ken O'Keefe. That that's mm. what has come out of this. Yeah. Look, Padilla's good. He's solid. Are there limitations? I guess. Mm-hmm. But the ability—I'm well, not anointing him as the next coming right, by any right. means. Yeah, and it's also same thing. Shouldn't be a competition going into next year. I, I would think so. I think if Petrus decides mm-hmm. to leave, if the offensive line is better next year. Now, it won't have Linderbaum about it, but you got to figure every other spot probably is going to be an upgrade mm-hmm. of what we've seen this year. But still, and Deuce Hogan, throw him in the mix, right. and the other youngsters that will be on campus. Yeah, it should be an open competition. That's just the baffling part about this whole thing, of how this all played out and where we are today. Is it fair it's just saying the right things about a guy that he respects? I think that has to be the case. Tomorrow, has to be the, the questions case. will be asked during the press conference. Well, when will the depth chart come out? Doesn't it come out sometime this afternoon? Is it on Mondays? I think it is. Okay. 
we'll get the game notes right, and we'll come right. out there. And this time last week, the 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 depth chart came out, and Petrus wasn't even listed. It's going to be very easy to hide behind the shoulder injury mm-hmm. and just continue this. And Good, keep hiding. I think Kirk said after the game that if it was like a four-minute situation where Petrus had to go in, he would have been able to do that. Not whole game, but mm-hmm. they could have been able to do that. Again, well, if he's good enough to do that, he's probably good enough to play. But he is your guy. Yes. Why is he so scared to say that? I don't know. I don't know. From what you saw the last two weeks, the way this team is built, it doesn't make sense. But I got another bone to pick. Go ahead. And that is you get the ball back on the three-yard line with two yeah. minutes and change mm-hmm. left in the ball game. Mm-hmm. A touchdown makes it a two-score game. Mm-hmm. And you run clock. Yeah. You don't try to score. Is there another coaching staff in college football that plays it out like that? No, at least they covered. <laughs> they did cover, yes. Because <laughs> I know that there was a lot of people with that in the back of their minds. Right, yeah. Um, yeah, I, I, I get it, Trent. I'm with you. I don't understand. I, I don't either. And what's more likely, in fact, when you go that route, playing it out the way that they did, not trying to score the first two down. Alex Padilla said that. Mm-hmm. They were not trying to score right. on the first two plays. You do that, or even going for it. Now, losing Trent, yards. They almost bit them in the you-know-what. Say they don't lose the three yards on third down. If you just sneak it four straight times. You're going to score. I feel better in that yes. than the way that they did it and the way that it played out. Even if you don't get the field goal there, mm-hmm. you're going to make them march, what, 55 yards without a timeout yeah. with 40 seconds left from the two-yard line, right. from the one-yard line. That's the way it plays out. If you play it out in that direction, they were a Joey the Bull, Joe Evans. What a play. Getting off the edge. What a play. From a ball that's going to be in the yeah. air to win the football right. game. Yep. That's terrible clock management. It is. And it, it bites is. them. It doesn't bite them this time. Nope. There's going to be a time, though, you feel 13 like. 13 made a play. 13 made a play. He did. He was re- that was really good. Stayed home. Mm-hmm. Uh, his assignment, that was his assignment. He didn't stray from it. We've seen it a million times. The guys do. But he was right there when Morgan turned in. Now, I don't know what he was doing, by the way. Right, yeah. But grateful that he did make that unnecessary move. Uh, but Joe Evans stayed home. It was um, Went straight up the field because he knew you could roll the, out mm-hmm. to the right and then throw it up to the yep. end zone. He Instead of going towards the pocket, yep. he just went straight outside. And that big, and there he was. big. Big right tackle yeah, can get starts out there. with an F. Falale. Yes, boy, he 6'9", is a nine three eighty. That's the whole line. My gosh, forty minutes time of possession. Yeah, for Minnesota, they right. were able to move the football. It didn't matter what running back mm-hmm. was in there. They were able to in that pitch play, and then oh, cut back. time after time after time. PJ Fleck came with the game plan, but he did not coach well himself. And the decision on fourth and seventeen, as Iowa got the ball mm-hmm. back on the three. Mm-hmm. There's two and change left. Put it back. You know what I was going to do. Mm-hmm. Hell, we saw it just a month ago. They just kneeled it. Right. They're not going to get a first down. No. They're going to punt it back to you. Probably so. In a two-point game. That was a bad decision. When you have it at the two-yard line, first field goal of the game. Why aren't you going for it there? Mm-hmm. The field goal attempt from 53 yards right. when you don't have kickers that can make I'm it. with you. Long field goals. I was shocked. Phil Fleck. Well, I was there's shocked. a reason. Jack, I don't respect the guy that much. Uh, 100% right. By the way, what did it look like in this state? I thought Jack Campbell should have been tossed. Oh, really? I did. What play? The, the the when they 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 um, threw a flag uh, unnecessary roughness mm-hmm. uh, on the quarterback. I thought he led with the crown of his helmet and got Morgan right in the chops. Did he? Okay, so I of course because they the did game. go to targeting. Yes, I mean they did. You know, send it to the to, to the replay. Well, and it felt like at that time inside the stadium that 
every call was going against Iowa. <laughs> there was a lot of boos and mm-hmm. you know, the Goodson touchdown that wasn't a touchdown, and then Padilla snuck it in. Mm-hmm. Those kind of things that felt like, well, everything's going Minnesota's way. Yeah, Campbell probably be ejected. Maybe that's my negativity that was seeping through at that point. But uh, watching the replay on the BTN in 60 last night, mm-hmm. they only showed it once. I, I rewound it once. I it guess, was close. Was it close? Yeah. Because he led with the crown of his helmet. Mm-hmm. I, I'm convinced he did. Uh, again, glad that they didn't right. kick him out because that would have kicked him. Was, a, was that a second half play? I think it was yeah. a second half play. That would have kept him out at least the first half of the Illinois game. Well, good for them. Charlie Jones, just phenomenal. Oh. Uh you know he's taking. He's whose snaps are he taking? Is that some of Tracy's too? Oh, absolutely, for sure, right? Yeah. Uh, you got to get him on the field. I'm talking about Jones. Yeah, look what he can do. And he's because he's a special teams threat. Special teams threat. Now, I got to give Matt Hankins credit for the hustle on the. How do you say his name? Keeft. Yeah, it was really close. It was closer than you first absolutely. Thought now, while I give Hankins credit for being there, he got he he didn't. Uh, complete his assignment. Right. He got sucked in. He did. He got caught looking into the backfield. Mm-hmm. Now then tried to make up for it, and he hustled his you-know-what off. Boy, it was close. It was closer Ooh. than you first thought. And you when I first down. thought, I thought, there's no way. No. You know, let's not waste our time. Let's, yeah. let's go right to the extra point. And then you see it a couple of different angles, and thinking, whoa, you know what? Maybe there's something here. Closer than you thought. It was an inch. Hankins also got beat on the long touchdown. Yes, he did. Yep. And yet he graded out well. I saw Pro Football Focus. I was surprised by that. Yeah. That he graded out well. Belton, he got physical a couple of times yeah. there, but he put his nose, right. almost had an interception. Benson almost. I, the defense, you look at the time of possession, but overall, against that offensive line, how undersized mm-hmm. they are up front, I thought they played pretty well. I did too. I did too. Look, it's all there for them, Trent. It's all there. It, they still got a chance to get to Indianapolis. Do they I? do. Do I think that Minnesota will beat Wisconsin? Mm. Wisconsin's playing very well right now. They're they're playing very good football. Wisconsin's got North uh, Nebraska this week. Would you, you fall off your chair? No, absolutely not. I wouldn't either. We've I wouldn't seen either. Teams rally to yes. when things like this happen. When coaching staffs are let go. Uh-huh. When coordinators whatever are fired, you see teams rally. They've had a week to kind of get right. Get and the Texas Tech. Tech. Look at no further yeah, than Texas yes. Tech. Washington State uh-huh. at the beginning of the year and what right. they were able to do. You see this happen quite often. I would not be surprised at all because Nebraska, this is still not a great Wisconsin team, even as good as they're playing. Mm-hmm. They still have warts. Really good defense. Excellent. Elite. Yeah. Maybe the, the freshman is running the ball extremely well right now. No Malusi, uh, but that's fine. No, he's done. Because they're still able to run the mm-hmm. ball and they just keep the ball out of yep. Mertz's hands. But if this is... 16-16 in the fourth quarter? What time is that game? Does it conflict? It's not a night game, I'm guessing, right? Uh, good question. I wish it was, but I probably can't have everything. No, no. Or is it an early game? That one no, is 2.30. 2.30. So 2.31, no, 11, 1, 2.30. So that's maybe where I'll end the afternoon slot. Watch the Hawks get finished with Illinois as they kick off at one. Iowa State, boy, the Fox uh, big noon kickoff took oh, a little bit yeah. of a... A downturn, right, as far as hype with Oklahoma getting beaten. That wasn't a fluke. I did not see that one coming at yeah. all. That was one of my picks this week. In fact, the only one that didn't come home this week, another 4-1. Oh, no, I'll leave you alone this it week. Don't even start. 4-1, 4-1, 4-1. We keep building them up. But yeah. that was the one I missed. And Dave Aranda, mm. are we looking at another Baylor coach that's going to quickly get out of there? Well, he's going to have opportunities, Trent. And I think LSU's got to – they've at least got to kick the tires. USC? 
Why not? James Franklin, the bloom is off the rose a little bit there. Is. Yeah, I think it is. You look around college football, and a very well Florida job could come open too. Well, it should. Sanford had him beat. <laughs> Mullen dancing in the mm-hmm. locker room after beating Sanford. Right. Please. Ooh, that, that's a bad look. The uh-huh. kids, all right. They haven't won in a month. I'm fine with that. But the coach, he beat Sanford. He right. gave up, what, 52? Yeah. 52. Historic. To a losing mm-hmm. FCS team. Yeah. They're 4-5, and five, and you're doing that. So all these jobs are open. What coaches excite you, though? Is Luke Fickle leaving? He's making yeah, $3.5 million, and he's going to the Big 12. Mm-hmm. Is Matt Campbell leaving? Mm-hmm. Talk about Bloom off the rose mm-hmm. on a national landscape. Same thing there. BYU coach, his name I can't pronounce. Yeah. Maybe him. Oh, he's going to the Big 12. <laughs> right, and, and they're stepping up, yeah. too. You, they're just There aren't those hot coordinators. Mm-hmm. You look at going to the Alabama well, well, he's under the saving tree. Has worked right. very well for Texas. Think they By wish the they had way, Tom Herman back? Well, I don't know. I would. Uh, Trent, Texas lost to Kansas. They lost to Kansas. I mean, and did you see the video from the kids' parents? The, Wonderful. The fullback that scored the touch, yeah. and they didn't know that that was their son. It was his name, Jared. I think it was Jared. Five is foot that nine. Jared is, is that Jared. He's listed as six foot. If he's, and he's six foot, he's not even an offensive player. If he's six foot, then I'm five eleven. I mean, right. come on, that that guy is not six foot. You saw it after the game as they're celebrating. The video is incredible. Oh, my gosh. He came to be a walk-on fullback, but in Leipold's system, they don't have fullbacks. Mm-hmm. I guess we'll make you a tight end. He never played. Right. Had never played till this week, and he catches the ball to beat Texas mm-hmm. to win their first game on the road in, what, seven years in the uh, Big 12? It's been a lot. Well, I saw a tweet from Travis Hines, and something about the last time that Kansas won on the road, he was still in college. Could that be? Really? I think that's what he said. That's not true. He's older than that. Uh, maybe I'm a... But it's been a while. It's been a while. It's, yeah. it's been a long time, um, to your point. that I don't know when it was. Maybe going back even further than that. Man. But, um, I mean, Texas, my God, woof. Yeah. Oklahoma, woof. Let's do Iowa State, speaking of woof. Trent, I don't know where um, what what went wrong, how it went wrong. It's uh, They've struggled on the road. Mm-hmm. They've struggled on the road. In the, in the we we saw them lose to Iowa, so we saw them come out of the gate. Played you and I played them tough, lose to Iowa, get well against UNLV, lose to Baylor. Uh, their best win is Oklahoma State. Can't take that one away from them. that's a good win. Oklahoma State's a good football team. Bedlam's going to be a uh, Bedlam's going to be appointment television, but and it's not a Brock Purdy thing. This no, is not a no, Brock Purdy no. thing. Purdy was Purdy was Purdy. I don't understand the criticism he gets for running out of bounds at the, on the on the last offensive play of what turned out the game for them. Yeah, I guess could you fall down, but he's trying to get a first down. Yeah. He's, he's he's you know he's in full flight trying to reach for the uh, reach for the first down mark. He went out of bounds. If it was inside of forty seconds left, where you run it down, kick field goal, it, that would make a whole lot more sense mm-hmm. than. A minute plus left, as there was in that. And you were exactly right. He was trying to get a first down. Right. He was trying to extend it so they could try to win mm-hmm. the football game there. Yeah, I don't get that criticism either. This is not a Brock Purdy problem. This is a defensive problem. It's this a is, defensive problem. This is a defensive There's no question. backfield. Yep. Why, why is this team continually coming out of the gates so slow? Every single week. We heard back in August, all the conversation was not, not slow start to the season this year. Yep. They get off to a slow start. Mm -hmm. And we're going to come out out of the locker room week in and week out. This is what we're building to change. That's what this offseason was about. Getting off to good starts. Well, we're 10 games in. Yeah. When, what, two of the 10? Have they come out well? 
Oh, I'm sure there's probably that would. I mean, I, I don't know if off the top of my head, but there certainly haven't been a lot of you them. and I. No, no, Iowa. No, no, UNLV. No, it was they, tight at the, not the, tight, but right. They they came out of the gate yeah. slow there. Baylor. No, no, not even close. Kansas. Don't remember. K State. Even remember. that was. How about the K State play by play guy trolling? Did you see that? Yeah, that was kind of weird, right? K State maybe. So there's two. Oklahoma State? Mm, no. I don't think so. West Virginia? No. Texas? No. So, at best, two of the ten games, they have come out and looked really good in a first quarter or first half of a football game. That's not change. And this also shows you how difficult it is to get from good to yeah, elite. Right. And that is what I tried to warn at mm-hmm. this summer, is that gap is significant. Mm-hmm. Doesn't matter who's coming back. Doesn't matter how the schedule plays out, that gap between being very good mm-hmm. and being elite, well, there's a reason that there's only a few teams in the country that can do it on a consistent yeah. level. Trent, it's just it's just got to be uh, gut wrenching for them because you hate to say it, but they're probably about to slide back to mediocrity. Right? This was going to be their year. Yes. Now, now it's you know six and seven win seasons are going to be the norm. Look at the guys here you're losing mm-hmm. for God's sakes. You know, best quarterback in the history of the, of the program. I'm still a Seneca Wallace guy, but man, you can make the case for Brock Purdy. Sure, I get Troy Davis. This Brees Hall, some uh, something else, mm-hmm. he, and he's a god. In fact, we said it two weeks ago, and this should absolutely be the case. Whatever, nobody gives a crap bowl that they get to. And by the way, it looks as though the most bowl projections have them going to Houston. Do you know when that game is? Houston, isn't that normally well, was the old gallery furniture bowl right. for a number of years? Like. In between Christmas and yeah. New Year's. That would be okay. This is on Tuesday, January the 4th, when mm-hmm. everybody goes back to work on Monday, January the 3rd, and school starts either Monday the 3rd or Tuesday the 4th. It's a standalone bowl game. There's one game on a Tuesday mm-hmm. at Reliance Stadium that seats, what, 70? <laughs> yeah. How many people are going to be there for that? Who's going to travel to that game? Not many. Not many. But regardless of how many people are in the stands or not, Brees Hall... Charlie Kohler, and Will McDonald looks as though he's got something wrong with his core. Now, this is Dr. Miller who um, diagnosed uh, Mike Rose as having an elbow or a bicep injury because that's what they were working on on the sideline. So it sure looked as though (laughs) that that there's something wrong with Will McDonald's core. But these guys, three months after that, two months after that bowl game, are about to have the single most important job interviews of their lives. Don't risk it, Jake Butt. Don't risk it, fill in the blank, yeah. guy after guy after guy. Shut it down. You've owed nothing to this program anymore. Nothing. You have a job interview in Indianapolis at the end of February that should absolutely take precedence over everything. So a game where we don't see Brees Hall, don't see Charlie Kohler. Will McDonald. Xavier Hutchinson. Mike Rose. Right? Houston on January 4th. Play the kids. Yeah. What the, What does it matter at the end of the day if they win the, I don't even, it's called the Texas Bowl. The I Texas saying, I don't even know what it's called. It's the Texas Bowl. Is it against at least an SEC team or no, something? I think it's a Pac-12. Pac-12, okay. So you're playing Arizona State? Yeah, maybe. Something like that. Yeah. Something like that. But regardless. Well, at least it's not Conference USA or something like that. True. It play, could be better. Or, or you're going you're to Memphis. Troy. Right. You know what? Memphis is better. At least you can drive. At least you can drive, and it's before you're still, no school's out. Yeah. You know, Tuesday, January the 4th? So you're taking away, like, four days of work? 
Right, you're right as the your calendar vacation. flips, and all right, <laughs> yeah. I got my 10 or 15 days of vacation this year. Mm-hmm. I'm using four to go to Houston. Right, with... everybody's taking the weeks off in the summertime. You're still yeah. in the office because you were at the January 4th. I just don't see it happening. That's crazy. But I to, didn't realize that. Yeah, it is. To, to the game itself, what is wrong with the defense? I have no And this isn't just a one-time thing. Mm-hmm. Th- this has been there's repeatedly. Been, yes, yeah. there's been cracks for a while now. And I get that Haycock's numbers, he comes out in the second half, and no, there's a lot of weeks that they completely shut teams down. Mm -hmm. But a third-string quarterback, he looked phenomenal in his first, was his first start, he started against Oklahoma. We played against Oklahoma, whatever. He was tremendous in that football game. Had no answer for him in that football game. And speaking of answers... um, how about the way they shut Brees Hall down? Yeah. They took it. Now, he did, he did his damage through the air, but Brees Hall rushed for 50-something yards. 51 on 18 carries. 2.8 a pop. And going into this game, the ninth, this was the ninth best. There was only one team worse than stopping the run in the conference at Texas Tech. Well, I think They look like world beaters. Again, point to the offensive O-line. line. Yeah. The offensive line, it just yeah. is not good. No. It has been... And how many years now have we had this conversation? That first year at Campbell, and mm-hmm. it was the first year, mm-hmm. was as bad of a Power 5 offensive line as I can remember. And by mm-hmm. the end of the year, they were adequate. Nope. But they have not made a big jump. There has not been that huge improvement that you've anticipated. Nope. And I think Brees Hall has covered up a lot of times just how poor that offensive line has been. Is that Tom Manning? He's an offensive mm-hmm. line guy. Mm-hmm. I wonder if there's going to be changes on the, on the staff after this year. Look, they still they still haven't found, and I think it's going to be Noel. They're still looking for that second wide receiver right. option. You know, and, and what a safety blanket Kohler is. My God, he's he's a really good tight end. Yes. And him and Purdy have an incredible chemistry there. Brock Purdy's going to go down as one of the most decorated Cyclones in the history of their program. It was there for him. But the margin for error is slim. Mm-hmm. Look at when Iowa came back from their Orange Bowl. Yep. Right? Everything was looking great. Absolutely. Margin for error was slim. They ended up in Phoenix uh, against Blaine Gabbert and somehow pulled it out in one of Ferentz's better coaching jobs, I thought, <laughs> yeah. because that was the Robinson getting busted. Mm-hmm. Was that the fart at yeah, the press let's conference? see if I can muster one up for you. <laughs> see if I can muster one. I mean, everything looked as though it was, the, it was completely bleak. shut it down, right? Because every well. one of those losses that year, I think they had the lead in the fourth quarter. Yeah. The margin mm-hmm. is incredibly thin. Yeah. And this is what happens with teams outside of the Alabama, yeah. the Ohio State, that mix of teams. It's just a different mm-hmm. level. And we see that play out again this year. Real real quick, uh, you were working on Friday, had both high school games, so you didn't get to see Cincinnati. Trent, they don't belong. They don't belong. Yet with all the carnage... They're going to get in. They're probably going to get They're there. going to get in. Yes, I agree with you. But... It, had there not been the carnage, Friday night was awful for Cincinnati because everybody was watching. Mm-hmm. That entire bowl committee, wherever they're sequestered in Dallas or whatever it is, that's the only thing they were doing. They were watching the Bearcats. They weren't good. That's an they awful found a way South to Florida team. Yes, that's just it. Four straight weeks against bad teams. But they're going to get in. They're going to get in. Uh, we will have Scott Dockerman, but right now, this is the final week, by the way, uh, for this promotion. Uh, time for another $1,000 handoff. And speaking of promotions, Trent is going to come in here and shoot his shot for the Berkwood Bullseye. We'll do that after this, after Doc. Yeah. We We're going to play for Kevin Yates, the uh, Berkwood Farms Bullseye. That promotion is back. But this one, let's do this one before we do that one, if you can follow. It's time for another $1,000 handoff. 
Uh, Trent, let me find this. Text the keyword pay to 200 200 right now. It's your chance to win $1,000. That's pay to 200 200 You'll get a confirmation text and info. Standard data and message rates apply in this nationwide contest. Pay to 200 200 Back with Scott Dockerman from The Athletic. It's Miller and Condon. We're on Des Moines Sports Station 106.3. Coy Leroy. Now back to Miller and Condon. On 1460 KXNO and 106.3 FM. All right, Miller and Condon, welcome back. About uh, 1035. Keyword this hour, pay. Pay to 200-200. Scott Dockerman. He uh, covers Iowa and Big Ten stuff for the athletic, but mostly Iowa. He joins the program as he does each and every Monday. We're grateful to that. Doc Trent Ken, thank you for coming on. Uh, as always, we appreciate it. I want to start with uh, seemingly the um, you know number of Spencer Petrus's teammates wanting to make sure uh, that the media and therefore the the uh, fan base uh, was aware of what a good teammate Spencer Petrus was. Uh, seemingly, he passed the torch to Alex Padilla. Keegan Johnson starting his. It wasn't even asked a question about uh, uh, Petrus and went out of his way to speak with him. Padilla did likewise. That maybe is one of my bigger takeaways from certainly from the post uh, mortem of Iowa and Minnesota. Well, um, he was. Uh, you know, he's well liked, certainly. Uh, and that's that's been proven, you know. Even when he was a backup to Date Stanley, he was uh, kind of the a ringleader, if, if you will. Uh, he was well liked at different functions, team parties, all that type of thing. He was, I was told, he's kind of life of the party, the funny guy, and and so that spilled over. I mean, that those relationships don't end merely because somebody plays and somebody else doesn't. So, and he, he and Alex Padilla, unlike most. Uh, quarterback relationships at Iowa, they're actually very good friends. Hmm. I mean, among the best of friends. So there's there's a lot there. It's not like, well, I mean, it's no company secret now. I mean, Rudolph and Beathard never spoke after. Right. Uh, during, you know, right when the decision was made uh, to, to go with C.J. Beathard. So that's uh, so it's a little different dynamic. And, uh, you know, he's there for his teammates. He was in full uniform, and mm-hmm. he was one of the, the first people to run over to Floyd of Rosedale. So he did a lot of good things, and I see coaching in his future. Wow. You know, I don't know how much he'll play, you know, beyond this year or whatever. But I, th- yeah, I think he's definitely got a future as a coach. He does, but not a future as the quarterback. I know the question will come up tomorrow. Yeah. I was surprised <laughs> listening to Kirk in the postgame press conference talk about a Petrus, and still we'll see where he is. Those kind of things. What is holding Kirk back from just saying? Padilla's earned it on the field now. He is our quarterback going forward. What What is stopping that from being something that comes from Kirk Ferentz? You know, he's he was also eleven of twenty four. <laughs> so I mean, there was there was, it wasn't a perfect game by any stretch. I don't think he really has to be definitive. I mean, he had a starting quarterback all the way up until Saturday. That was the first time that uh, Padilla started. So. I think he wants to give it some time. I think he wants to respect his quarterback, who had started 17 games and was 13 and four as a starter. Uh, as as we've said, you know he's been a team captain. People really like him, and you don't just you don't you, you make sure to have that conversation with him first before you tell a group of people like myself that hey we're yeah he's going to be our guy going forward. I mean you want to treat people right. Kirk Ferentz is known for that, and I think that's that's what'll happen before he makes any kind of move and. And I guess we'll see what the uh, 
what the depth chart looks like here uh, sometime later this morning, earlier this afternoon. Scott Dockerman is our guest joining us from The Athletic. Doc, when you when you cut through it all, there's still a pathway to Indianapolis for this team. Uh, look, Wisconsin's got to play. I get it. They'll be favored over Nebraska. They'll be favored over Minnesota, but far from sure things. Iowa still is in the hunt to get to Indianapolis, and it certainly didn't look as though that was going to be the case a couple of years ago. Need some help, but it's there. I, I would give them like a, a 25% chance of this happening. Yeah. Uh, they're they're tied with Wisconsin. I think you look at this week, and, and certainly both teams are favored, and I can't imagine that Nebraska will put up much of a fight in Madison. Uh, losing all those coaches, you're asking players to play hard for an institution that didn't, that frankly disrespected them by firing all those uh, coaches. You know, it's one thing to go into them and say, look, we're going to make a change at the end of the year, just coach out the season, don't worry about recruiting. It's another thing to say, you're gone, clean out your desk today, and the, and the players that they recruited and they're very close to, to sit there and go, uh, oh, okay, I understand, yay, go Nebraska. I mean, there, there's a disconnect between fans and, and uh, players when it comes to that. So, And that's the worst team in the world you want to play with that kind of mindset uh, because they, they really will crush you. And so I expect Wisconsin to win big this week. But that matchup with Wisconsin and Minnesota, to me, looks about even. That's the one team that could go toe-to-toe with the Badgers in the trenches, running the football. Uh, you know, let's, let's face it, Wisconsin's not exactly a prolific offense uh, passing attack, for sure. Mm-hmm. Uh, they're down to one legitimate running back. I think Minnesota has a chance. They really impressed me the other day. And, and uh, I would say Iowa has a, a better-than-average shot at winning both games to finish the season. So at 10-2, Wisconsin loses to, in its rivalry game with Minnesota. Sure, I think Iowa has a chance. I would say I would bet more on Wisconsin winning out, but I still think Iowa has an opportunity there. You're saying there's a chance. That's all you can ask for here with a couple weeks to go. Doc, you wrote about it at The Athletic. Kirk Ferentz, the decision to not try to score on the first two plays Mm -hmm. after they get the football on the three-yard line. It's not hyperbolic. Alex Padilla said afterwards, we weren't trying to score on those two plays. To go up two scores, to make it, a foregone conclusion outside of craziness happening with an onside kick and everything else. That decision certainly shows the conservative nature of Kirk Ferentz. Your takeaway, though, from those moments late in the ballgame. I think there were two veins to go through, and they, they chose to half-step. <laughs> I think you either try to score or you don't try to score there. I mean, I think you just say, okay, we're going we're gonna to punch it in, we're going to go up nine, and uh, barring two miracles, really three, counting an onside kick, uh, we've got this game wrapped up. Or you say, you know what, we're going to take three knees, take it all the way down, and you're going to have to go uh, at minimum 60 yards just to get into field goal range, any kind of you know shooting distance for that, let alone a, a touchdown. And and I think it's and, and after what they just did in the in the, uh, in the series before, I, I think I would really say that was unlikely. So you know to to try to say, well, we're going to try to milk clock. Uh, Minnesota played it as well as you could possibly play it, which is let the first play go, stop it at the second play. So you really had a tight window for Iowa because you had two more downs, and then they had to make a decision. And so uh, that that could have been very costly. I mean, we saw you know two major conversions. They were in Iowa territory. Uh, I remember standing there in the end or near the end zone, going, "Man, if they hit a hail mary, I'm going to kill mm-hmm. these guys for this." And uh, you know, of course, they got sacked and, and all as well. But that was a pretty rough sequence, no question.
Uh, do they have a Tyrone Tracy malcontent problem here? I guess he tweeted again. We saw his brother or a family member a couple of weeks ago. Uh, Tracy's obviously frustrated with his lack of playing time, but it sure seems from these two eyes that he's been passed by on the depth chart. How will they handle Tyrone Tracy? Uh, I don't know if they want to handle him in any different way that they can. they got to be team first right now. They, they've they tried their best to get him involved. It hasn't quite worked, and it could be their fault for not doing it the right way or it could be his fault for not producing. But either way, uh, their their focus entirely needs to be on the team, not the individual. I mean, mm-hmm. you know, if they want to if they want to smooth over egos, it's because it's their quarterback that should get it first. And uh, Tyro Tracy's on the field. He got a carry. He's running routes. Um, he needs to take care of the ball when it comes to him. Now it didn't come to him the other day, but I think he's the team leader in drops. And he needs to uh, he needs to do more while he's out there. Now that said, there's a lot going on behind the scenes that we don't know entirely about, but. Um, that's probably something I'll spend zero time focusing on because I think he's probably the fifth best receiver on the team right now. Yeah, and that's a, that position group, not even counting tight end. Offensive line looked a little bit better. Didn't give up a sack in the game. A lot of that has to do with Padilla and his ability to scramble, move around a little bit. They moved the pocket for him. I was uh, happy to see certainly that kind of playing to his strengths. What more from Padilla? Had a couple of drops. He mentioned he was under 50%. What more for Padilla to continue maturing and taking this offense maybe to another level? Yeah, I think there. it was interesting to see how much they went down the field. Even right away, yeah, yeah. they decided to attack. Mm-hmm. And uh, because Minnesota was in uh, you know, some sort of cover three look, somewhat man, and, and decided to take advantage of some of the single coverage. And they went down the field a lot, even in situations where Iowa would never do that. And that was Darwin Bruce late, and it wasn't just for a slight tip away. That might have ended the game right there. So I, I think, uh, you know, this week may be a, a little bit different. Minnesota or Illinois is not quite as prolific on either side of the ball. Uh, so I think they may uh, caretake it a little bit better. But I, I don't know. I think just uh, probably getting a little bit better rhythm. I, I like what I've seen, even though the completion percentage was a bit low. I, I thought they took chances, which dropped that percentage a little bit. And I thought he had drops that, you know, were makeable catches. So. I like the way he's played in the last two weeks. I think you just continue to move forward. And, and you know, the only way you can really get better is to play. And, and I think in his case, uh, this will be a week where you're facing a team that's probably uh, a little bit better when it comes to rushing the passer. And so that brings up some some issues for Iowa, but not many. And I think that's just going to be the, the key for him is to get out of those situations, which he clearly did the other day, and was able to throw the ball away rather than take a sack. Scott Dockerman from The Athletic. Doc, anything you want to promote that you've got coming up this week at The Athletic? <laughs> well, I'd love to talk a little bit about my 81 piece, uh, which I had yes. about 15 people uh, talk about the, the best day in Iowa yep. history, including Dan McCarney, Bob Stoops, Kirk <laughs> Barrett. The list goes on on a lot of former players and, you know, describe their experiences mm-hmm. um, on the day that the roses fell from the press box at Kinnick Stadium after 20 years of losing. So uh, that I, I published that on Thursday. Yep. And, it's a uh, good read. And so I, I would recommend people to, to go ahead and take a look at that. One. Absolutely. Two enthusiastic thumbs up for me. Thank you, Scott Doc. We appreciate it. We'll talk with you next week. All right, have a good one, guys. Thank you. Thank you. Good to talk, Scott Dockman. It's a really good read. Yes. little history there uh, if you want to go back. Any, well, that's what you do with history. You always go back. Always. <laughs> well, we'll, have, we'll go to Vegas next. Jeff Benson from Circa, Miller & Condon, 106. You are truly welcome. Hi, Miller & Condon. Welcome back. Des Moines Sports Station, 106.3 KXNO. 
Let's head to Vegas, shall we? We will catch up with our friend Jeff Benson from Circa, Circa Sports. You can download the app at the App Store on your iPhone, Circa Sports Iowa. Uh, they've been in uh, in the state for about a month now, and, of course, the crew was here last weekend. Jeff Benson joins us. Jeff, Trenton, Ken, uh, thanks for coming on. How are you? Good. Thanks for having me on, gentlemen. Obviously, it was a great weekend of uh, football, and kind of as we near the uh, – or past the halfway point in the season uh certainly uh looking forward to uh, the latter half of the year as we kind of gear up for the playoffs and uh obviously with uh hockey basketball uh, yeah. now with the start of college basketball in swing uh certainly a very busy busy uh sports time but uh certainly the best time of the fall for for all these sports betting fans yeah it keeps you busy there's uh, certainly a lot of options out there i want to start with sunday night football with you the raiders are obviously a, a public team um was it was the result good and it wasn't much of a game i mean the chiefs just dominated the football game did you guys need the chiefs last night yeah great question uh i think when you look at some of these high profile sunday night games um, a lot of times you're going to have a ton of liability uh, that leads into that Sunday night football game, uh, whether it's parlays, teasers, uh, or even just straight bets. So a lot of times the Sunday night game is even more meaningful than, say, if it was a standalone game uh, or played earlier in the day. Interestingly enough, uh, obviously I think if you had the Raiders maybe playing a team other than the Chiefs, uh, we would have certainly needed the team not playing the Raiders. Uh, given that we are in Las Vegas and, you know, the Raiders have been popular here, you know, similar to what the Knights are when they play. Um, but I think, uh, you know, what you saw last night uh, was, uh, you know, some support for the Chiefs. Uh, you know, there were two and a halfs out there. I believe we closed three even. Uh, so definitely saw some support for the Chiefs that was able to move that number from two and a half to three, like I mentioned. Um, and obviously the Chiefs came out and performed very well. Uh, but I think when you look at a Sunday night football game uh, and you get favorite to the over, uh, a lot of times the public's going to cash in. So for us, uh, Chiefs to the over wasn't wasn't a particularly great result. Uh, I maybe spoiled some of the uh, the win uh, that we had uh, accumulated earlier in the day with some of those favorites going down. Yeah, favorites going down started on Thursday and continued. Uh, Bucks losing outright to Washington. No, that was a big one for you guys. What about the tie? What were you guys rooting for there in overtime? Mm. Our first tie of the NFL season with the Steelers and the Lions. I'm guessing you're a Lions fan, but maybe had some liability there in the money line. How did that play out? No, we were rooting for the Lions. Uh, that would have definitely been a better result. Uh, I think when you look at our Circus Survivor contest, yeah, uh, we had 287 people. Uh, on the Pittsburgh Steelers. Uh, obviously, the thought there was, uh, you know, Ben Roethlisberger was going to play. Mm-hmm. And then, obviously, after the contest deadline, it came out that, uh, you know, he had self-reported for uh, COVID. Uh, so he was off of the roster. And then, obviously, uh, Mason Rudolph uh, was going to step in and start for him. So, you know, when you when you look at the matchup, uh, you know, he, he wasn't much better than Jared Goff, uh, which certainly isn't saying much. You know, 16-16 in a tie ball game uh, for how both teams really struggled to move the ball probably was the right result. You know, for us, uh, we were hoping Detroit made that late field goal there and, uh, you know, was able to win the game. But we did have a Detroit uh, winless prop. Uh, will they go 0-17? Uh, mm. We had opened that at 17-1 to on the yes. Uh, and before this game, I think we had been bet all the way down to somewhere 
uh, in the four to five range. Wow. Uh, so ultimately, uh, the tie there was good for that uh, result uh, as we had a little bit of liability on the other side. Um, but had uh, had um, the Lions won, you know, you would have knocked out even more parlays and teasers. Speaking of knocked out, the cir- the Circus Survivor, I think it's a great promotion where uh, you know you pay your money and you take one team and you can only use them once a year and you have to obviously look ahead. Thanksgiving that is an actual week. Those three games there, I think you had just under five hundred people of the over four thousand that originally signed up. This couldn't have been a good week for that Survivor. There's got to be. I mean, did you eliminate 50% of the folks that went into this week still alive with Baltimore losing Thursday? You mentioned the Steelers. I have to believe there was a lot of love out there uh, for Tampa Bay. How many people are left in Survivor? Any idea? Yeah, so we went in, I believe, this week with 686 uh, after the Thursday night uh, debacle uh, in which the Ravens lost. We were at 499. Uh, but then, that, you know, to your point, uh, you know, the Steelers lost. Well, they tied, uh, which is a loss in the contest. Uh, the Buccaneers got upset. Uh, there was quite a few people who had the Cardinals, uh, mm, yeah. 10-point favorites at home before Kyler got ruled out. Uh, so certainly a lot of people went down. Uh, and I believe uh, when we started, we had 4,080 people who signed up for the contest. And as we enter week 11, uh, I believe where the number will be at is 176 Jeez. people. Uh, so certainly, uh, you know, when you look back at it, you know, two, three weeks ago, we had 2,200 people, hadn't been many upsets in NFL, and we were wondering, uh, you know, how many people were going to split this pot. Uh, but as we enter week 11, a lot of carnage uh, and, and kind of a bloodbath over the last three weeks here with, uh, you know, some sizable favorites going down. So uh, I believe one individual has the Rams tonight. Um, if the Rams do ultimately win, uh, there'll be 176 survivors uh, heading into Week 11. Big carnage this week. Final 30 seconds with Jeffrey Benson from Circus Sports. In-state college football, of course, you guys put the lines up first. First bettable lines. I've seen Iowa State open as a six-point uh, dog, now getting just four at Oklahoma and Iowa. Open as a 10-point favorite against Illinois, now up to 12. Seeing some Cyhawk money coming in here early? Yeah, so for us, uh, obviously, to your point, we open uh, first college football lines in the world. Uh, we'll do so with 3K limits on the side, 1K limits on the totals. And, you know, predominantly a lot of what we see early uh, is a lot of sharp money. Uh, Matt Metcalf, who's our director, he's very aggressive in moving the number uh, early when we take these bets and, you know, trying to find resistance and get to the right number as quickly as possible. So certainly some sharp action on both of the sides you mentioned. Um, but it'll be interesting to see how the market respects those and kind of ultimately where the number settles in as we head uh, closer to game day uh, later this week on Saturday. Where the music's playing, we're running out of hour. Who do you need tonight? Uh, my guess is we will probably need the San Francisco 49ers uh, at home. Uh, obviously the Rams, uh, you know, with Odell Beckham in tow now, uh, definitely a popular team, um, assuming uh, that'll be the popular public side tonight, so we'll be rooting for the home dog. Jeff Benson from Circus Sports, Circus Sports Iowa. Jeff, thank you. Hour two coming up next.